<laughs> Any questions before we start, man? Nah, man. I'm I'm better off just being being on the fly and letting it happen. Hello and welcome to the Life with Adam and Others podcast. This podcast is dedicated to inspire listeners to become great at what you do. I interview individuals and we talk about their life and the things they do to become successful. I hope this inspires you. Are you ready? Yeah, podcast is here. Episode number 10. Make some noise, baby. Make some noise. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I hear you. I hear you. If you're in the car, on the toilet, working out or on the couch, make some noise for the Life with Adam and Others podcast. Yeah, baby. Please subscribe if you haven't already. Make sure you check us out wherever you are, wherever you get your podcast, wherever you listen, Stitcher, Podcast Radio, whatever the app is, just just subscribe. And I want to say thank you to all my listeners. Thank you guys for just sticking with us. I really, really appreciate you. If you're in quarantine, if you're in the mountains, wherever you are, I just I just thank you. Thank you so much. But ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, come on, start putting your hands together. Start putting your hands together. You know how the show goes. I got a very special guest. This guy right here. He was a former hip-hop artist, now entrepreneur, traveling speaker from Bentonville, Arkansas. Please put your hands together for my man, Mike Shelton. Jill, baby! Man, I appreciate you having me, man. I'm excited, bro. (laughs) Man, it's been a long time since somebody... Brought up the hip hop stuff, man. I, you know, I'm an OG now, man. I'm 37, <laughs> going on 38, man. Good Dang. God Almighty, man. <laughs> Mike, bro, I appreciate you. I'm going to tell the people how I met you. So I met Mike uh, through my brother, Antonio. He's been on the show twice. Tony, oh, AKA yeah. Shout, Tony. Out, shout out to Antonio. Shout out to Antonio. That's the big yeah. homie. Big homie, Antonio. And I appreciate <laughs> And I appreciate And Mike, man, uh, ever since I've known you, bro, I was just like, dang, there's something about this guy. Like, what do you do? Like, wow, just you're you're so extrovert. You talk. You just there's just oh, something about you that 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 grabs people. You know what I mean? Well, like, man, I, it, it ain't too many. It ain't too many uh fat, white, uh, bald headed, big red headed, bearded, uh, big bearded <laughs> dudes you gonna meet, man, with freckles all over his face, like a cartoon. So I hope I I hope I stand out some way. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you definitely definitely do, man. Now, nah, but it's 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 the love that you carry, bro. And uh, I had you know fill out a little bio thing but uh I, yeah. was, I, I was just talking to janelle and i was like i knew this dude was a hip-hop artist but i didn't know you worked with lecrae andy Manio, paul wall mike jones lmfl yeah, pretty man. ricky what's up tell us about that yeah, tell us about man. how that started yeah. so yeah man so i uh man I, I used to do uh tours man i used to go on tour and i would open up for a lot of these uh artists bro like i toured for like 14 years something like that um from early 2000s to about 2000 13, 14, something like that, you know? So, man, uh, yeah, man, it was fun, bro. We used to, it, <laughs> a lot of crazy stories, man, but it's a lot of uh, awesome stuff I got to experience, man, and God was good through it all, and it was cool, man. It, it's not very often you see a uh, a Christian artist open up for, like, big secular artists, you know? And yeah, when I mean secular, yeah. to a lot of people that don't know what secular means, that just means non-Christian um, music, you know? So I was out there be rocking in front of 10,000 people, man, just, just lifting up Jesus and, wow. and going hard. But, but at the same time, man, people, people was feeling it because I wasn't like doing corny 
you know, Christian music. And I know that sounds terrible to some people don't don't judge, but you know, a lot of people they 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 couldn't rap before they met Jesus, and so they think because they got Jesus now, they well, I can do all things. That, that all of a sudden they rappers, you know, I was all of a sudden they this and that. I'm like, nah, brother, you wasn't good. That's just not who you are. That's not your calling. And so, you know what I mean. So it yeah, was pretty yeah. dope, man, to uh, to share the same stages, man, and, and get up there and rock and, and develop relationships with certain artists. And man, matter of fact, um. Man, up to about a couple years ago, man, I was still, uh, me and Paul Wall was still pretty cool, man. Like, really? I could, you know what I mean? I, I had his number. I still, man, honestly, I ended up getting a new phone and lost all my contacts, bro. But yeah, I, I could text Paul Wall to this day, bro. And uh, it was all love. Like, me and him, he's really, really good dude, man. And uh, wow. so it, it was cool, bro. Yeah, man. Like I said, it was it was fun, bro. It, it had its season. And um, to this day, bro, I mean, it, it's one of the uh, highlights of my life. I'll, I'll be able to um, be that old man on the porch one day rocking my my. <laughs> My grandbabies and I remember boy back in two thousand. I, I was on tour and <laughs> all that type of stuff, and it just bored them to death with all my stories. You know, so yeah, yeah it's good, bro. Now that's what's so. So how did that? How did that start? I mean, like, was it where you grew up? Where did you grow yeah. up? You know, like- man. Yeah, yeah. So I'm from Fort Smith, Arkansas, originally. Um, okay. You know, my okay. mom. My mom had me when she was like 15 years old. Um, she had my brother Josh by the time she was 16 and a half, 17. Wow. And uh, yeah, bro. So I, I grew up. Uh, very poor. My mama was a, a cocaine dealer. Um, we got put in um, um, foster care. My mom, she was uh, she was selling cocaine. So she, obviously, what comes with that a lot of times is you're gonna get raided. You know, yeah. so we got we got raided one night. Um, the funny story about this raid, man, was uh, when we we I was probably like six or seven years old, and uh, it was crazy when they raided the house. Um, man, they found like you know all kinds of cocaine and like thirty thousand dollars worth of um, money, like, th- like 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 under. Under the bed, and uh, wow. my mom, my mom, up until she passed away, she told me a story before she passed away. The first time she met my wife, I took her, I took Heather to the house where we got raided at, and my mom was like, "Yeah, you know, I wished I knew where that couch was at." And I was like, "Which couch?" She's like, "The couch you was laying on when the police raided us because they found a, the thirty thousand dollars under the mattress, but they didn't find the twenty five thousand dollars in the couch." <laughs> so oh she said, my god! So like, so like, so like thirty years later, she's talking about man. I just wished I knew where that couch was at because whoever got that couch don't, <laughs> don't even probably know there's like what? money in it. But uh, yeah, man. So I ended up man uh, connecting with some dudes, bro. Just growing up, um, Lee Prince and uh, Kevin War, and uh, man, they uh they, they were called uh, Southern Christian Click. It was SCK back in the day. Okay, and, uh, man, I I didn't even. I didn't even, bro, I didn't even know I could do music, man. I was actually the road manager, man. I would tour and I would set up their tables and run their merchandise tables and, and do all kinds of stuff, man. But um, when we would be on tour, um, I would be driving them around. I was basically just, I just did everything, man. Really, to be honest, I drove them. I, you know, it was just a cool yeah. experience, man. Yeah. And uh, one day we was driving. They would always do this thing. They would freestyle. And um, and they got the freestyle. And, <laughs> and I just started acting stupid, man, just as, as a joke. You know what I'm saying? Just acting funny. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they was like, bro, like, you you should try this out, man. And so they, uh, Kevin made me a beat one time. And uh, that's when I came up with this uh, this hook. It was called Who Got That Fire? And, uh, man, I recorded it. And no lie, bro, just off this one site alone back then. This is like before streaming was anything. Yeah. Before, like, you know, because you bought CDs back then. You know what yep, I'm saying? Yep. And, um. Bro, like, like, this song had got downloaded, I mean, downloaded and, like, streamed over like 600,000 something times within like a certain, like like a year or so. And then like oh. people just started reaching out. Yeah, bro. Like people started reaching out to me. The song hit like number one on like the, like the sound click charts and all this stuff. Like and you had artists that was signed and, and my song was like number one, like in the world on this site, bro. And it was crazy. And um, 
do so it started it, it literally went from that and they, they said hey man won't you open up for us since you already on the road with us like and so man once they allowed me to do that one song man it just blew up and people just started asking me like hey uh can we book you with them and then it, it ended up to where they ended up just wanting to book me and so i just started touring off of this one song bro and uh wow it was dog it was it was crazy bro like i, I literally like for years and then all of a sudden I, I hooked up with my my some friends uh uh, uh suge and true and we formed a group called triple threat and then wow. it just it just kept evolving man and we just started doing more and more shows and and, and it was crazy bro like uh <laughs> To this day, man, a lot of people. This is a, you let me tell you an untold story. A lot of people don't yes, know, man. Sir. This would be yes, like sir. this. This is gonna be exclusive for your podcast. I um, I actually almost got signed by a major label um while being knowing that I was a Christian artist, and uh, it's an old label called Tommy Boy Records back in the day. Oh wow, uh, based out of Chicago. Wow. Yeah, man, back in the day they had um they had like R. Kelly on there, I believe at the time they mm -hmm. had uh like a. Uh, House of Pain, like jump around, you know, all yeah, that. I mean, it was like a yeah, lot of, yeah, yeah. You, you gotta, you gotta remember the time frame, right? This is back in the day. And, uh, they were supposed to fly me to Chicago, man. And uh, I'll never forget the, uh, the young lady's name. Her name was Hazel Zuletta. I'll never forget this, bro. I know I'm over name dropping, but the story was so crazy. She, uh, sent me an email one day and she was saying, Hey, uh, I want to, I want to get you up here. I love what you're doing. I love the message of your music. Um, it's super catchy. Um, I love your heart. And this and that, but um, and it was cool. And again, I remember I'm like 19 years old. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't understand yeah. etiquette yeah. with emails and nothing. So I noticed that she didn't do a BCC on this email. She had tons of other people from the labels on there with their email addresses. So, bro, like I again, not knowing what I was doing, and if I knew at the time, I would have never done it. <laughs> I overstepped. <laughs> I overstepped her and emailed all these people. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and, wow. and, and, and bro, like, and so they, they, they came at her all crazy. Like, how did he get my email address? Who was this guy? Blah, blah. I mean, just flipping out, bro. So she calls me like straight up. I've never been yelled at so hard in my life. And she said, I want you to understand, like, this is off the table. Um, everything I was trying to do for you, it's over with. I mean, bro, just like, like wow. got on to me hard, bro. So yeah, but, but it worked out, man. Cause you know, I got to do all this stuff. We did over probably like 6,000 shows, bro, within, 14 years independently. So I was able to keep all the money uh, from my touring merchandise. Like oh, everything. So I, I, I never cool. got the fame from it, so to speak. But I mean, as far as financially, man, it was cool, bro. Like God, God definitely blessed it. Um, wow. It was amazing. And then um, I started getting old, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't keep up with, with buying studio time, buying production just for people to stream it and not buy it. And then, yeah. so it's, it's costing me money and I'm not making money off of it you know what i mean and so it just I, I realized that 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 season was coming to a close and i, I had peace at it even though i, I knew i was going to miss it yeah but, um man and, and that and that's kind of like what got me into entrepreneurship which is what i do now and i still speak like i still speak at churches i still um get invited to come speak to companies and, and jobs and events and stuff like that as well too though so that's kind of what where i'm at now you know if okay. you kind of fast forward the time to where we are today yeah that's what i do now yep. okay so how old were you when you were in that hip-hop when you were doing music like what was the time man. what was the age uh man i was probably like i think 19 um 19. Man, i was literally sleeping sleeping in my grandma's um uh laundry room like straight up and, um, yeah bro it was crazy and and, and I, I i stopped probably like i said 2013 that's whenever um I just, I just felt like it was over with, bro. Like I, I had to come to Jesus moment with myself. I'm like, look, it's dying down. You're doing, you know, you used to do three, four, five shows a week. Now you're doing one every three months. You know what I mean? Like I you got can't, you. 
take care of your family like this. And so, bro, I had to like start all over. You got to think, man, listen, when you go from traveling to, you know, the United States, bro, for years and you ain't got no job, like, bro, like now all of a sudden you 33 and you talking about I'm finna settle down and bro, I, I've got no college degree. I really got no job experience other than, you know what I mean? Just yeah. doing what I've been yeah. doing. So I had to, I had to come to, uh, I had to go work at a warehouse, bro. <laughs> like making like nine bucks an hour. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. like, and I, I was get getting $5,000 a show. You know what I'm saying? Wow. <laughs> so it's like, a, wow. <laughs> you talk about like trying to figure it out and humbling yourself. You know what I mean? But it was cool because a lot and, and all that, I learned a lot of stuff, man. And then, um, you know, I got tired of doing it and I realized, you know, that this was a meantime in between time thing at this warehouse that, you know, still in all of that, I knew that God had something for me, but it, it just, I had to wait for, for, you know, time to catch up with what God had for me. So in that time, that meantime in between time with me working a job, I didn't like doing the thing I didn't like. I still trusted God through it all. You know what I mean? Amen. To get me to where he wanted me to go. And that was entrepreneurship. And that's where I'm at now. With, nice. with owning two barbershops with my brother, um, traveling and speaking and, and, and doing this type of stuff now. So it's, it's good, bro. That that's what's up, man. That, so I guess all the stuff you learn, you know, it kind of, it kind of propelled you to become who you are today. Of course. Uh, what was like, what was, what was one of the most memorable shows you had? Like who, who was, who was something you really enjoyed perf- performing or opening for? Man, um, man, to be honest with you, bro, the the craziest show I think we ever did, it, it was actually us as the mainliners. Like this, so Oh, okay. Like, do, <laughs> my bad. It ain't even no, 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 no. It ain't even like that, bro. Like I remember we got booked to do this show in um Denver of all places, man. Um, and I just remember I was like, man, I don't know how this is gonna go. I I, I know that they paid for our tickets, our, our, um, hotel, our food. Um, they had the money and I'm just like, man, I just hope that they get some tickets. So, so that way they can at least make back some of this investment that they, <laughs> that they, that they put into us. Right. Yeah, so yeah. bro, I'll never forget, man. It was just the experience. Like, um, when we, when they picked us up at the airport, it was like a movie, bro. You had like this, uh, Jim Carrey from dumb and dumber character, like sitting there, with this card, it's, it's, <laughs> no it's way. Triple threat, yeah, bro. Like, so we're coming down the escalator. We That's see this crazy. dude holding holding this uh this card that had our name on it, and then we go outside with this dude. And it's a stretch limbo Hummer that picks us up, and wow, um, that's so crazy. so the, the the flight was so crazy because we we got there just in time for them to get us to the venue to get out of this Hummer to get on stage, right? So, bro, we they're they're driving us to the to the show. And when we pull up, man, no lie, it's probably, it's 3,000 people. I mean, I ain't gonna sit and say like it's 30,000, but 3,000 people. Yeah, that's a lot. Bro, that's a good, that's a good amount of people. Bro, it felt like we was the Backstreet Boys. They was running <laughs> up on the Hummer, beating on the windows. Dang. And the dude was like, man, I don't think y'all should get out. I'm worried for y'all's safety. And I'm like, nah, bro, I ain't worried about my safety. I've been living for moments. Like, let me get out. Like, yeah. so I, bro, I jumped out and like, bro, like the crowd went crazy. And like, literally, um... One of our sound man that traveled with us was uh, Vince. He was like, well, he wasn't really a sound man. He was our manager. He ran our um disc our disc drive to to the um to the to the to the sound man. And bro, when I say as soon as our song came on, like the whole crowd went stupid. They knew every word to every song. Dan, that's you know giving me saying? chills, bro. That's giving me bro, chills it, right man, now. Man, it's giving me chills thinking about it, bro. Like it was so crazy, like. I, I, to this day, like, like I said, I mean, we, we've done shows in front of 10,000 plus 
and and this feeling right here that we got from um from from being in in uh, Denver, man, it was. It was insane. Like they knew every song, bro. Like, every, like they knew my ad libs, bro. Like I used to do this thing. I used to, I used to be like, "Chill, baby." I would scream it out like, like real crazy. But they knew, like on my ad libs on the song when I recorded it, I would throw a "Chill, baby" in there somewhere. But bro, even like it was like they knew right when I was finna do it, and they would like do it with do me, it like with right you. on top. Like it was, <laughs> bro. It was it was so crazy. But um, yeah, man, that's probably like the highlight. That one, and then uh, doing a we did a show in Spokane, Washington. Um, man, I forgot the name. It was like a rock and roll group. It was a big Christian rock and roll group at the time. Um, gosh, was it like, I, uh, like a Jeremy Camp or something like that. I mean, it was a big name back in the day. Uh, uh, man, I can't remember that name, man. I can't, but it's been so long ago. But um, the show was off the chain. It was like in the Spokane uh, where, 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 the, uh, where um, Gonzaga plays basketball at. I remember just seeing Gonzaga uh, okay. basketball stuff everywhere. It was like an arena. And uh, the show was amazing, but this was the crazy thing about the whole show, bro. I'm from Arkansas, right? Yeah. I ain't I ain't never in my life seen no moose or no elk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so they had us in this hotel, bro, and it was like ice and snow everywhere, so you can't go nowhere. But they had a restaurant right across the street. And um, I'm like, man, I'm hungry. Y'all want to go get something to eat? It's probably like a couple blocks up the street. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they was like, yeah, so, bro, we get to walking, and, bruh. I'm walking. I see this big old horse looking thing coming right at me. I'm like, man, that's a big old <laughs> horse, dog. And I was like, man, when these horses get these big old things, as I'm talking, my boy was like, nah, bro, that ain't no horse. That's an elk. We got to run because that thing finna kill us. So, <laughs> so this thing was coming at us to come stomp us, bro. <laughs> so oh my so gosh. That was, that's, why, that's why I'll never forget Spokane. I, I could have got stomped out by an elk, man. So, I just, <laughs> so it was wild, bro. Dang, that's but, crazy. Yeah, man, it was wild. <laughs> that, that's awesome, man. You had that's that's a. I mean, that's cool, bro. To 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 do to just live. I mean, just live life doing what you love to do, and and you got the fame, and then it came, and then it went, and now right. it's like it's cool because you said at thirty three, you had this perspective of like, all right, I'm doing like one show every three months or one show a month. Right. Uh, now I gotta you know provide for my family. Okay, I'm gonna do what I gotta do. I gotta work out. I got to work at a warehouse. Not saying that there's anything wrong at working at a warehouse. I used to right. work at a warehouse and you know there's a lot of people right. who do. But it's like, right. okay, you're like, okay, but I want more. I want more. So now how can I build my right. business? And you mentioned, and I see it all over your Instagram, all over your Facebook, how well, I'm inspired, bro. Like you started off with one barbershop, two right. barbershops. And I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, where, where now? Like what's, what? What's stopping you from opening like 10 barbershops? You know what I mean? Like, man, yeah, timing. You know what I mean? I, I feel like one of the biggest things we all got to remember a lot of times, man, when it comes to stuff, man, is that we, we as people, when it comes to like our dreams and our hopes and our goals and things like that, but all we do is we focus on the end of it, right? Like walking in that, talking in that, breathing in that. But man, there's a whole, um, avenue a whole street that you got to walk down and there's a lot of experiences that you got to go through to even get to the end right it's yeah. just like when you play mario you couldn't just get to world eight you had to start off at world one you know what i mean and yeah. you had to go through all these different yeah. things to get to the end of where you could you know um <laughs> rescue the princess so to speak and then and live in that glory of that moment you know what i mean of saying yeah. oh i beat it i'm here I, I i got i got what i set out to 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 get and so Man, one of the biggest things is, man, I, I have to do, and, and my wife helps me out with this a lot, and, and so does my brother Jesse, who obviously is my business partner, is, bro, I'm such a visionary guy. You know what okay. I mean? And I think uh-huh. most people are, you know what I'm saying? But we got to remember that um, in order to get 
to the vision, just because you don't have the end result of the vision don't mean you're still not living in the vision and walking in the vision and talking in the vision. It's, it's a day, it's a day by day um, thing, man. You got to just ch- keep chipping away at it every day. And eventually, you know what I'm saying? You'll cross that line. So that's, wow. that's really what it is. Yeah, man. Wow. So how did you trans, how did you trans, like transfer from working in the warehouse to starting your, starting your barbershop? I think I cut you off asking you questions about your music. Cause I was so intrigued about it, but, no. but I'm interested to know like how, how was that transition? Like, man, um, to be honest with you, I, I worked in that warehouse for like six years, bro. Oh, and, um, wow. You see? Yeah, okay, bro, there like, you go. There had, you go. I had, I, had to, man, I had to put, I had to, man. And, and that's the thing, man, is that, you know, again, this is, this is where a lot of people quit it. I call it the meantime in between time stage. Again, <laughs> that's good. That's good. You, you get what I'm saying? Like we, we, we focus so much on the end that we forget this meantime in between t- time stage bro, like it could last a year, man, that thing could last six years. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. as long as you are still sold out to your vision that God has placed in your life, the callings that God has placed in your life, these dreams that God has given you, because bro, we've all been wired a certain way for a certain reason, because that's the way God wired us and God made us, Amen. you know, but we, we have to remember that we have to trust God, whether it takes one day to get to the end of this vision or this goals, or if it takes six years, you know mm. what I'm saying? And mm. so, me, me and my wife prayed about it, bro. And um, we literally just felt like, hey, you know what? This is the day you're going to quit. And this is where you're going to step out in faith. And what it's going to be is what it's going to be. You know what I mean? Wow. And, and, you know, and I would like to draw up this beautiful picture and say, yeah, man, I, I gave my job a seven month notice. They actually thought it was a joke. You know, most people just quit. You <laughs> that's know? funny. Bro, so, I gave, hey, I gave, so I gave them cats. Bro, because at the end of the day, I felt like what I brought to the table it's going to take them time because I've been there six years. There's no way it can take them two weeks to yeah. prepare somebody brand new off the streets for what I've been doing for six years. Yeah. So I was like, I want to give y'all, I want to give y'all, you know what I'm saying? Disrespect and say, Hey, you know what? I'm giving you seven months to get somebody in here that I can train, that I can help, you know, get, not that it was a hard job, but that way they knew, Hey, when I left, they couldn't say nothing negative about me. Like, Hey, this dude left the right way. He did it yeah. the right way. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. that, that's my name. And not that I wanted to go back, but bro, I don't believe in burning bridges because you just never Amen. know who, That's you good. know, what or what you never know what they may be able to do for you later down the road. But if you go out in a blaze of, you know, of stupidity, then they're never going to look at you in that way. And, and all they're going to talk about is how you left and not everything you did six years prior to that. They all they're going to man, that dude left on some BS or, you know, that mm-hmm. dude left the right way, you know? And so, yep. and, and so I stepped out on faith, man. And uh, I ended up getting a, a job again as as a uh, <laughs> it's crazy as a youth pastor at a church. Oh, and, okay. Um, yeah, bro. So I left that, and then uh, one of my one of my my friends was like, "Hey, man, um, dude, you would you know I, my heart was always youth anyway with doing the music. So it was it was parallel. And as I was doing that, man, one day I just out of nowhere, bro. I wouldn't. I don't know if anybody y'all out there that's listening to me right now. And Adam, I know you know this for a fact. Um, you don't get into ministry because of money, because it's just not a lot of money, especially you pastoring. Yeah. You're not doing it for the money. You're doing it for the passion that you want to touch people and reach yeah. people. Yeah. And and and, and what, what what was so dope about it was when I lived in Charlotte, this church was in the heart of the of the projects and in the ghetto of Charlotte on on you know the west side of Charlotte on Little Rock Road. And if anybody knows anything about the west side of Charlotte and Little Rock Road, you know they ain't playing over there. You know, and so um, with me coming from them same type of environments in Fort Smith with being in the projects, my mom sold cocaine. I felt like, hey, you know what? If I can make it out of that, 
this right here be a great opportunity for me to pour back into somebody that that might have been a young Mike Shelton, so to speak, that just needed somebody, a mentor like I had. Wow. Um, that 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 could sow into me with his time um, or whatever it may be. And, and I wanted to be that to somebody else because I felt like there was another me out there. And I'm like, Lord, I want you to bring him to me so that way I can mentor him. And bro, we went from three kids. And when I say kids, teenagers, my first night within six months, we was running over 200. Whoa. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, wow. it blew up. When I, when I say, when I say this thing blew up, like, man, it was ridiculous how bad it blew up. It blew up so bad, bro. I didn't even have nobody to help me because they didn't understand how to help me. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, bro, where, where, where are all these kids coming from? Like, oh my God. Like, you know what I mean? And I just knew that God was doing a great thing. <clears throat> and how it transitioned into barbering was the, um, uh, <laughs> The pastor got caught up in some stuff he shouldn't have been doing with a mental. Um, um, uh, he was cheating on his wife mentally. I guess that's what they called it. Yeah. Um, so the church just went from man. It just it just literally split. And here I was again back at ground zero, like not knowing what to do. And I'm like, whoa, God, like this is has nothing to do with me. I'm laid off based off a decision another man made. This has nothing to do with me. Like I was super pissed, <laughs> just to be honest with you yeah. and frank with you at the Lord and at him. Like I wanted to knock him out to be honest with you, the pastor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm just like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like you, you got 10 people laid off now. And now I got to tell 200 kids that I've been laid off and I'm no longer here. Yeah. I can still somewhat be a part of their lives, but I don't know what that's going to look like moving forward. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so, exactly. Bro. So it was a crazy time, but I just, out of nowhere, bro, I'll never forget it. I was getting on the ramp to uh, 485 in Charlotte. And I just felt like God said, go to barber college. Like, I don't know. Wow. Like, bro, like, like out of nowhere. So with no prior <laughs> experience, you just, bro, I've barbecue. never touched a clipper. I've never touched what? a clipper in my life. Never. No. <laughs> That's no. I thought you would be like cutting hair on the road or something when, back, back no, in the day when no. you were doing music. No, man. But you know, one of the things I used to do, and, and it kind of ties back into that is every time we would go to a new city to do these shows, bro, I actually would have the driver take me to a, a barbershop a lot of times so I could get my haircut. And it really wasn't even about the haircut. It was just, bro, to this day, and I believe this with all my heart, is that you can go to any neighborhood and go to a barbershop anywhere in America, and you can go in there and sit down for one hour, and bro, you will know the temperature of that community based off of what you see in a barbershop. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I would yeah. know when, I, so, so when I would go to these different cities on tour, I'd be like, bro, I would literally come up with my, my, my stage that night, my, my songs, and what order I was going to do them in based off the energy that I felt in a barbershop. Wow. I'm like, okay, this is a, this a pretty crunk town. Yeah, I'm like, ooh, this is a crunk town right here. I got to start it off. I got to catch them as soon as I come on stage. I got to do who got that fire first. Well, normally I would do it last and leave them on a high note or, you know, all oh, this is, yeah. they, they're super laid back. They like, they like maybe more lyrics, even though I'm not super lyrical. I'm more of a party chant, like crunk, like type of just wild dude energy. I'm going to do this song. This will probably speak to them so that way I can grab them and then I'm going to put this song. And so I would, bro, the barbershop always was a part of me whether I realize it or not, you know what I'm saying? So it was actually, a, um, it was one of those things, bro, where I feel like to this day, when I look back on it, um, barbering has nothing to do with my uh, talents and, and abilities that God gave me originally. I felt like, you know, because yeah. bro, up until this yeah. point, I've been able to survive off of skill and, 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 and conversation and, and knowing how to talk to people because this is what I was naturally gifted at. And I relied on that. Well, now, God is sending me and put me in a position where I have to fully rely on him. Like, bro, mm. you've never touched a clipper, Mike. So, so this is, this is not going to um, be, it's not going to feel good to you. You know what I mean? Cause you're going to have to rely on me. And so I was put in a position 
to where I had to rely on God. Wow. Because listen, I even went to an all-black barber college. I was one of like maybe two white dudes in there the whole place. I'm cutting black folks all day. Come you know on. what I'm saying? That's and, crazy. And, and, black, and black folks, for y'all out there that don't know, that's not black. When it comes to haircuts, it's everything to black folks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and it's the white, white folks, we're cool with it. You know what I mean? We're good. But if you jack up a black person's haircut, you got to be prepared for what comes with that. You know Definitely. what I'm saying? I know, so, yeah. <laughs> and so it was one of those things, bro. Like I was out of my element 100%. And it was literally, you know, cliche frog fully relying on God. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I, it was, there was no way. Cause I knew if I, if I mess him up, Jesus, he's going to <laughs> physically beat the brakes off of me. Like I can't sit here and, and you can't help me in the spiritual. This man's going to jump up out this cape and beat the brakes off me right now. And so, bro, I had to fully rely on God and and that's what's cool about this whole new era that I'm in because I'm still having to fully rely on God because bro I'm in, I'm in the business of entrepreneurship now and building more um businesses with my brother um I got some other things I'm doing but you know it's one of those things bro it's a whole new avenue for me but it's cool because I feel more comfortable and safer in this because I'm fully relying on God and not fully relying on Mike Shelton wow. if that makes sense whereas that's before good. I could fully I could rely on Mike Shelton because I could hit you with an ad lib or hit you with a dope song that you knew or you get what I'm saying? Yeah, And you was going to go with it. You know, whereas now it's like, whoo, Jesus, I, boy, I'm, I'm God. Hey, listen, man, I need you to step up now because boy, if you, if you, if you up there asleep today, I'm going to be in a lot of trouble. I just need to make sure you're with me. You know, I'm up there just like, like just, you give me like, so, yeah, so no, it's, it's, it's a scary place, but it's a dope place to be at at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, because you walk in, you walking in what he's called you to do. You just you're you're, you're fully trusting in him and allowing him like that song, Jesus take the wheel. But it's like actually real in your life. Like you're like, Lord, just just I'll follow you. I'm gonna follow you. Keep doing what I'm doing. I'm Bro. gonna follow you. And you got me. Facts, because uh, I dude, I I remember this man. I tell people this all the time about my testimony, man. I, I remember when I was I was 16 years old. You know what I mean? Like like living on North Ninth Street in, in Fort Smith, and a lot of people that that know about North Ninth Street, you know that's where all the prostitutes walking. But then like, I walk out on my porch. And I would literally see people do, uh, 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 doing exchanges for crack. I see prostitutes walking up and down the street, down the, you know, literally two blocks from my house. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And so I remember one night <clears throat> I was just sitting there, man. I, I just came home from church. And you got to think, bro, like as a 16, 15 year old boy, you, you go from a place where everybody loves you. It's positive energy. God is good. God is going to see you through when you with all the church folks at church. But then you get off that church bus, bro, and that church bus leaves you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you, you literally, you, you back in a place where your mom is only 14 and 15 years older than you. Wow. You know what I'm saying? She in there, she in there, she in there kicking it like she your home girl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She got all kinds of different boyfriends in the house or, you know what I'm saying? At that time I had a stepdad, you know what I mean? But, boy, but, she, but she's still selling, selling drugs off the front porch. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going back to a place that's nothing but hell, but I just left heaven. So one moment I'm feeling real, super amazing but then I know, man, this is fitting in because I got to go back to my reality. Dang. You know what I'm saying? And my reality is this is what it is. But man, in all of that, bro, like God's voice was louder than all the noise that I had to go back to. You know wow, what I mean? And, and God used to always tell me, I remember one night, man, and, and this is, this is the truth. And, and, and God's spirit spoke to me. And I heard his voice like loud and clear. He said, if you get in my will and do what I've called you to do, he said, I'm going to take you places you never thought you would go. He said, I'm going to let you do things you never thought you would do. And he said, I'm going to let you see things you never thought you would see. You know what I'm saying? And, and bro, God did that, man. Like, like I said, I've traveled, um, I've opened up businesses. Um, and, and, and it's cool because bro, I've learned so much that, you know, we, 
we feel like a lot of times we'll write the narrative and the script. Oh God, this is what you're going to do because this is how it looks like. <laughs> and this is how you're going to blow me up. And this is, this is how I'm going to be successful. And bro, like God is sitting up there laughing because he's like, okay, all right, that's what you think. Cool. I'm going to see you through it. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to give you that for this season, but then boom, God will put you in a position to where you fully got to rely on him and mm. barbershop, barber college and, and, and everything that he ever promised you, he still did it, but he just didn't do it in the way that your little mind, my little mind, our little minds thought he was going to do it in because wow. our minds can't comprehend or even know how big God's is. And so that's our fault for putting God in a box. You know what I'm saying? So everything yeah. that God has ever promised me, bro, like bro, being real talk with you right now to all the listeners, I thought I was going to be the next quote unquote Jay-Z or whomever of, of Christian hip hop back in the day. And I'm like, man, my story is already written. Guys already told me I keep going back to this script. I mean, this voice of this memory. He told me when I was 16, if you get in my will, do what I've called you to do. I'm going to take you places you never thought you'd go. Let you do things you never thought you'd do. Let you see things you never thought you'd see. And bro, God did a lot of amazing things and a lot of lives was changed through the music and it still is to this day. I still get emails all the time of people saying, man, your music still touches me to this day. But bro, I'm being real with you. I get more out of the one-on-one interaction with the person in the barber chair or the people coming through the barber shop every week, mm. every day mm. than I ever did hyping up 10,000 people on a stage, mm. opening up for X and A or whomever yeah. you want to insert. You know what I'm saying? And, and I've learned that man, like God is still doing everything he said he was, but he's just doing it the way that he wants to do it. And now I'm interacting more one-on-one instead of me being a hype beast and getting you hyped up on a stage. Bro, I'm seeing God use me every day where I'm at than I did ever on a stage in front of 10,000 people. Because I just hit you and quit you back in the day, so, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, You just know what go. I'm saying? On the stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I jump on the stage, jump out of the stage. That was it. But now, bro, like I'm seeing like, like, like spiritually in the spiritual world as I'm talking to somebody, as I'm fading their haircut, God said, man, you ain't fading his haircut. You fading his life right now. Ooh, like I'm speaking. Wow. He said, I'm speaking to you and you speaking to him. And it's literally shaping his life. And bro, every week or every two weeks he comes in, I'm, I'm seeing the, I'm seeing the seeds that God has planted through me into him catch root. I'm seeing it sprout and I'm seeing things yeah. happen now. And I'm just like, dang God, like, and God always takes me back to that, to Ninth street. What are you talking I'm going to take you places. You never thought you'd go. Let you do things. You never thought you'd do. Let you see things you never thought you would see. see. But it's crazy. He, he said, he said, listen, I'm still doing it. He said, but you was the one that said I was going to do it like that. I never told you that. So I never lied to you. Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, yeah, you, 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 you the one that painted that picture. You know what I'm saying? I just said, okay, all right. Yeah. Yeah. I got you back. I'm going to take care of you. But, but just, but just, I'm, I'm going to blow your mind here in a couple of years. And that's what he's doing now. I mean, he, he blows my mind um, all the time, bro. Like, with wow. it, you know what I mean? Like right. he, his promises are yay and amen, bro. Like, amen. yes. Amen. Bro. <laughs> like, he get me pumped he, up, dude. I'm man, like, come hey. on, man. I ain't even, hey, bro, but that. that's, but that's, but that's what I'm called to do, bro. Like I really realized this not even a year ago. I said, man, you know what? I'm supposed to be preaching. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I suppose I have this spirit of like, of, of like motivation and, and, and anointing. And God said, look, I didn't call you to be a pastor. Like that's again, that's what you thought I called you to be. Just because everybody else thought you was that you could speak, that don't mean I'm the one they called you to it. But you, but I called you to motivate people. I've called you to motivate um, Adam and 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 Antonio and and Chris and and all these dudes and all these people because you know what? There's things in them that I put in them that's lying dormant, that's asleep. And he said, I'm gonna use you. You're gonna be the voice that wakes these things up in these people. You know what I'm saying? And Come so on, God has good. people that he that he's that he's given the spirit of motivation to. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to motivate yeah. them. But then, but then as, as I motivate these people through the Lord, 
then God is going to send Adam because now Adam has to water with his anointing and his calling on this guy's life. That something that Mike might've started back two years ago through the Lord. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And so we just have to realize who we are, what we are, whose we are and walk in that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It sounds real cool as we say it and it sounds beautiful rolling off the tongue, but bro, it's hard. You know what I'm saying? But it's just, that's what we have to do. That's what the Bible says. It mercies in new every day. We pick up our cross every day. You know what I'm saying? And everything and, and follow, man. And so it's just, it's it's a beautiful thing, man. I'm just, I'm still trying to figure it out though, Adam. I ain't gonna act yeah. like I got it all together. No, no, <laughs> you know what and, I'm saying? Like, and that was my next <laughs> that was my next question. And I and I and I appreciate you being real with us. And bro, just keep keep going, keep, keep continue to preach on this on this podcast is because I know many people are gonna get touched by this. But there's one sure. thing I do want to say or uh, ask yeah. or, or or two things. Um, and I want to get to your Facebook post because I just I I have I'm I'm gonna be honest I haven't finished the whole thing yet but it was super powerful yeah. the parts that I did listen to so I want to talk about that later but I also want to talk about who like what do you say to those people who keep messing up you know they're like oh or what we call in the Christian Christian language backslide for those who keep backsliding or those who are like man I was close with God growing up as a kid but once i graduated high school man that's i'm trying but man I, I i keep getting sucked into the world like what would you say to a person like that or someone who's man, hard I, on their self yeah man um man I, i'll say this bro like i fail daily you know what i mean like I, i've never had a perfect day yet you know mm. and uh i don't i don't think that god is looking for us to be perfect i know he i know we're supposed to strive to be like jesus right and that's yeah. what we're supposed to do. Yeah. But man, I'm telling you, man, like all this condemnation that you feel right now that you have in your mind, that's not from the Lord. You know what I mean? Like you gotta, you gotta be free of that, you know, and know that, Hey, you know, the same things that God told you when you was on fire for him are still true today. Like he's still going to do that today. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And, mm. and all you are, all you are right now is you just in the valley of the dry bones. And all you need is, is, is somebody to speak to those things that, that are lying dormant in your life and those promises that God has, has promised you because you know what? Those things are still real. Like those Amen. callings are still real. And all you have to do right now, as, as you listening to this podcast, as Adam and I speak it, is speak to those things in your life because only you know what God has told you. You may have told certain things to certain people, but there's certain things in your life that you haven't. And whether you've spoken on them or not, those things, if God said it and he said he was going to do it, he's still going to do it. Like mm. it's up to you now to do your part and say, God, here I am. I surrender. And, and I, and I get this to you, you know what I mean? Cause yeah. bro, that's how it was with the barbershop, bro. I, I can go back to that. Cause I went viral a few years ago online, bro. Like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, speak on that real quick. Bro, Thank you for bringing that up, bringing bro, that up. Oh no, no problem, bro. Like, yeah, bro. Like I literally, um, went viral because of Jesus, like over 80 million hits on Facebook. And I was what? on, uh, bro, it was stupid. Like it was, <laughs> it was crazy. Like, and, and I was like, Ellen DeGeneres reached out to me. Um, I got flew to LA to be on the real daytime talk show and good morning America and wow. people magazine. But bro, listen, it all was because the, of Jesus. Like I told a young man, I said, Hey, listen, man, if, if, if you get straight A's, I'm gonna give you free haircuts. And he did it. But bro, like the whole time, like it, it was all about ministry. It was all about like the, the message of it, of, of, of the whole thing was when, when God put me behind a microphone or in front of a camera was just letting them know, Hey man, Jesus allow God to, to use your gifts. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and the Bible says that our gifts will bring us before men. You know what I'm saying? And, and all you got to do, listen, you, you have everything that you need right now to be successful or 
to go or, or to, to do what God has called you to do. You don't have to wait till you get a certain amount of money in your bank account. You don't have to wait till you get to a certain status or a certain job. Like everything that you need right now to do and to walk in what God has called you to do. Listen to me. You have it right now. Mm. And so all you have to do, my uncle Allen, man, I tell this story all the time. He, he, my uncle was crazy. He, he just super, super loving the devil, man. Just always on drugs and out of prison. But man, one time my uncle said something to me, man. It, 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 it stood out to me to this day. You know, he, he, had, he had really um, frustrated me one day to where I was finna knock him out. Just being honest with you, I got in my flesh. <laughs> 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 he had stole from me, man. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yeah, he stole from me, man. So it was like, I'm finna knock him out. And I got so mad. He, uh, he looked at me, but I think he could see through me. He said, he's like, Sheldon, you ain't going to do it. And, and he kind of like was, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like he was kind of like, you know, like, like testing me. And, and I'll never forget it, man. He looked at me. It is what he said. He said, Sheldon, he said, it ain't nothing. He said, it ain't nothing between me and you, but air and opportunity. And pff, there goes the air. All you got is opportunity. If you're going to do it, do it. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and I felt like in that moment, like God to this day brings it to my memory a lot of times because it's like, we feel like everything has to be set up a certain way and the stage has to be set this way or the table has to be prepared that way. And then I can do X, Y, and Z. And I just feel like, man, like God is always telling us, Hey, there's nothing between you and what I've called you to do, but air and opportunity. And there goes the air. It's nothing but opportunity. I got you. I've already laid it. I've already laid all the groundwork. I've done everything I have to do. All I need you to do now like my word says, faith without works is dead. You know what I'm saying? All you got to do is get out and go get it. You know what I mean? And, wow. and, and I believe that with all my heart. The difference between a billionaire, you know, you know this is the thing. There's one thing a billionaire and a person that, that's homeless has. They have the same thing. They have the same 24 hours in a day, bro. Yeah. They got the same 24 hours. Yeah. And, and, and I truly believe that the reason why we, we're not walking fully in our destiny and everything is because, bro, we waiting on somebody else to do X, Y, and Z for us. Whenever God has already gifted us and given us those things and all we have to do, God will lead us to the right people. Now, now don't get me wrong. If I need $30,000 and I only got 20 cents in the account, God ain't gave me $30,000. But to this day, bro, I don't pray for money, bro. I've never prayed for money. Never. Like I've never said, God, give me X amount of money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I always ask God, I say, God, give me favor with man because Ooh, favor with good. man, favor with man is priceless. If I give you this $20 bill, it don't matter if I ball it up, crunch it up, whatever, bro, this $20 is only worth $20, right? Yeah, I can't make this exactly. $20 bill worth any more than $20. But if I have favor with Adam and Adam is best friends with such and such, well, lo and behold, all Adam has to do is be like, hey, man, listen, my boy Mike, such and such, boom, 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 it's done. I got favor with Adam. Now I got favor with him, his mm. boy or, or whatever. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, bro, like we've got everything that we need. And I'm just, I, I say all that to say this, that everybody, man, that may be, kind of just down and out or whatever, you know what I mean? If kind of feel like they're stuck, just know, man, you right where you need to be. Like, this is the this is the greatest time in the world, bro. I've had to change my mind state on this whole quarantine thing. Yes. Staying away from things. My wife said, my wife told me, she said, you either going to allow this, this, this quarantine to be your prison or your platform. You know what I'm saying? Because Ooh. I was so, I was so jacked up in my head, bro. I woke up every day pissed, sad, crying. I'm losing this type of money. I'm doing, I can't do this. I can't, woe is me. And this thing was becoming a prison to me. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. I, I, yeah. I can't leave the house. I can't go nowhere. Blah, blah, blah. And, and bro, this thing either can be your prison or your platform. You know, and this thing, this platform can put you into your destiny. So it don't matter what the times are. You know what I'm saying? Like God's yeah. these past time. Like 
bro, we, we're right where we supposed to be. There's no better time to, to get started in what God has for you than right now, bro. Like our attention, we have nothing else going on. So you could be literally hearing God's voice right now um, and, and just calibrating everything to where once all this stuff is lifted, you know what I mean? That where God is, boom, he going to put you right where you got to be like a cannon, you know? Yeah, so yeah. Now I'm glad, yeah, I'm bro. glad, I'm glad you touched on that, bro. That, that is so good. Cause I was going to ask you about that. I was going to ask you, how did this affect, how did that quarantine affect you? Because I mean, you are a small business owner and I know that that hits you guys the, the worst out of all this, but I love oh, their perspective. Man. I love it's that perspective. <laughs> Can you speak a little more on it or is that, is that pretty much? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, bro, I mean, there's not no money being made whatsoever. You know what I mean? <laughs> Honestly, the, the, quarant- the quarantine's costing me money because these bills still got to be paid at the, all the barbershops and everything. But other than that, man, like, like I said, I, I, I don't even focus on it no more because it's like, Hey, you know what? Um, God, you're in control. Um, you, 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 you knew this was going to happen before it happened. It's not like I've been reckless with money. It's not, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's just, yeah, you, you prepared the, the, for at, this time. Yeah, man, man. I don't, I, I ain't gonna say we prepared. I don't know if anybody's prepared to be shut down, but, it's like, <laughs> but, but as best as you, you could be prepared. Yes, for sure. You know, but at the end of the day, man, you know what? God is God. God is the one that's going to take care of me regardless. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not anything else. Like it, it's God. And so at the end of the day, bro, I just stay focused on that. You know, so I, I'm not trying to have a, you know, a lot of people I see on Facebook are like a woe is me, man. Ain't no woe is me. I'm I'm sitting here uh, keeping my mind sharp, staying busy, um, just just preparing for that day when God tells all these politicians to release us back into the world. And I'm I'm going back full steam. There you go. Full steam. Full steam. Yeah. And that's good. You said that, man, because like I, I know there's a lot of negative we can take from this. Everybody's affected. Yeah. The whole world is affected. But there's also such a good positive. Like my wife and I have spent the most time we have in. I mean, ever really. And I know a lot of people like just think about the dads and the moms or, or those, those, those figures, those, those parents in the kids' lives. Yeah. I know people get tired of each other, right? Like, yes, right. you get, you get annoyed, but at the same time, you're never going to get this time again. We never, no, never, we're not. And it's like the times that you spend with your kids, some people worked all the time and they, and they not, not willingly, but they neglected the people that they love the most because they're trying to provide for those people, but they haven't realized it's like, man, I need to spend time with these people because tomorrow's not promised. And I love right. the fact that we get to just spend, it's, a, it's, it's just a different time, man. I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but like you said, like you're, you're a go-getter and you want to be outside. Yes, I want to be outside and be able to hug somebody. I want to go to my brother's house without worrying about me catching some virus and, and live in fear. Yeah. But there, there are positives and they're negative with every situation, but there's a positive in this. And like you said, you, what are you, what are you going to do? Are you going to let this time be your platform or, or, or your prison? So, man, yeah, I think that's I'm good. In. I think that was good. That's but true. We, we're going to, uh, we're going to switch it up here a little bit. I'm going to do the rapid fires, man. I've been getting some good, good responses off of those rapid fire questions. So <laughs> oh, shout out to Tony again. Shout out to Tony. Um, let's see where, where I'm at. You know how to play the rapid fire game, don't you? Man. I- I think you just say something and then I'm supposed to just say the first thing that comes to my mind or something like that. <laughs> there you go. You got it, buddy. All right. You ready? Five, <laughs> four, three, and a two, and one. What is your favorite movie? Dang, my favorite movie of all time, La Bamba. <laughs> man, I, man, hey, cause listen, man, back in the day, I used to cake just like uh, Richie Valens did, man. He just write songs to girls all the time and sing to them and I would... I just, I just thought something was dope about that. Like that dude was just bold, man. And then, you know, he, he would just get an acoustic guitar, bro, and pick up a payphone and call a chick and just start singing to her. I'm like, man, that's cold. <laughs> Already, there you go. That's okay. cold, man. I was like, all right, this dude, this dude, player right here. 
I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to watch that. I'm gonna have to watch. Yeah, that. it's cool. It's a true, and it's based off a true story. I'm a very documentary type of guy, so if anything oh, cool. is 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 like I know it really happened. Like I can't watch Marvel comics and all that time. I just know ain't no ain't no man flying like that with a cape. You know, I can't get into it. But yeah, so Labamba was my my jam, bro. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Who do you admire the most? Who do I admire the most? Like in what way? I don't know. That's just the question. Man, that's a hard one. I mean, I. I I admire my wife and my son. I mean, my wife the most just because, you know what I'm saying? She was basically born with diabetes and she don't allow that to uh, stop her to do anything, man. Come she on. just, she runs, she goes hard. So I, I say her, I, I say my son, he, uh, he just, he just amazes me more and more every day. You know what I mean? With just how, yeah. how smart he is and, and just, just how he, he gives everything his, his all and just his thought process when he explains stuff. I'm just like, Bro, you you Albert Einstein compared to where I was at at nine years old. I was an old dummy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. He's kind of a hooper too. Man, he can ball, bro. I, I know I can't wait for him to get back, man. Golly, it's, it's killing me. It's killing him. I just love watching him. Um, now, you know, he, he's got his, his thumbs. He's been working his, his two thumbs out a whole lot and them fingers on them video games. Oh, uh, yeah. But yeah, he, yeah. So I'm just trying to, you know, keep him a balance of being able to do that, but still keep him in the outside, you know, on, on the, um, the, the goal. So he keeps shooting. Yeah, already. All right, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna fly through these. I got like I got three more. Ready? Okay. One, yep. two, three. Let's go. When I dance, I look like meaning you. Like when you dance, who do you look like, or what do you look a like? Penguin. <laughs> a penguin. A penguin. Like a daggone penguin. I can't. <laughs> I, I can't just, even rapid just, fire because they're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> big old stomach and little arm. Got a little Tyrannosaurus Rex on. <laughs> they just 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 going right to left. <laughs> just just bobbing. <laughs> All right, what's what's the next? What is your least favorite beverage? My least favorite beverage. Ooh, unsweet tea. I feel like that's a crime. <laughs> I feel like I feel like if I ask you for some sweet tea and you hand me some sugar packets, I got to fight you. <laughs> I, I, I learned I learned that sweet tea is a southern thing when I got to travel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> unsweet tea is from Satan. That's from hell, bro. I don't care what nobody <laughs> say. <laughs> hey man, I like unsweet tea. Uh-uh, you gross. <laughs> You nasty too, then. <laughs> We're gonna check your spirituality. I don't believe you saved, man. If you like, no, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm messing with you. No, we good. All right. Uh, what What is the last thing you liked on social media? The last thing I liked on social media. Oh, um, the baby face and uh, what's my man's name? Um, um, oh, they did a battle last night. Ah, uh, what was his name? There was a lot of memes from a Teddy Riley. Uh, they, they had a bunch of memes because Teddy Riley, he he wouldn't his his sound wasn't right, man. He jacked the whole thing up. Oh, and so people and so people was bro. There was like five hundred thousand people live, bro, watching this thing. It was huge, and his sound was just jacked. But he but but the, but the way he had everything set up was immaculate. It looked dope, bro. But his sound was so jacked, and so they had to cancel it. And uh, <laughs> people just started making memes, bro. And I just man, you just gotta look some of these memes up. They're crazing, bro. I was okay, gonna I die will. laughing. What what? Who is it? Who is it? What? Uh, Teddy Riley versus Babyface. They had like this thing last night where they were going to like battle, like who had the hottest song, and you know what I'm saying. It was just cool. You could chill with your oh. lady. It was all R and B music. It was okay. so man. It's been it's been hyped up for weeks, and everybody was so excited about it. Like, but what was funny it was just like Babyface's face, bro. As he's sitting there looking at this dude who who <laughs> understands sound, who's a producer, and he can't get his sound right. You know oh what I'm saying? So it's, gosh, it's just that's funny. bro. It's 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 hilarious, bro. You got to watch. it. Yeah, I'll check that out. I'll check that out. All right, one, one more, one more here. I asked this on the last podcast. Yeah, I mean, and you said some really, 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 really cool things. But if you could just answer this, um, if you had 
the whole world's attention and you had 30 seconds, what would you say to him? Man, I just tell him with God, anything's possible, man. Like, you know, I would just give him my testimony and say what I came through. And I just feel like, man, if I can make it, anybody can make it. And, you know, and like I say, man, it ain't nothing that, that um, you can't do. Um, long as you stay focused, long as you put the energy into that and just, and just staying true to yourself and, and true to who God created you to be, man. And you follow his voice, man, there's, there's nothing that's impossible, man. And I want to, I want to make sure everybody really understands that man, that Jesus is real and uh, he'll change your life. And he has, a, he has such a, a um, an amazing, amazing life for you that, that doesn't stop or expire here. It continues on when we leave here, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And it's just, and you, and you can, but the thing is you can get the benefits of that now. You don't have to wait, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So then, and it's just, he's, He's amazing, man. So I, I, I always try to put the attention back on on the Lord, man. Because like I said, if it was up to me, I, you know, if, if you look at my family, everybody's either dead or in prison. Like I, I got four, pe- three, three or four people literally alive and my whole family I grew up with. Everybody's either dead from drugs or, or locked up in prison. And, 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 and there's only one person. Um, no, actually, he's free now. So there's three of us alive. That's it. Wow. Four, my bad. Four. Yeah. But but I give it all to God, man, because like I could have I could have been one of those. You know what I mean? Like I was yeah. the first person in my family ever to graduate high school and wow. go to college. Wow. You know what I'm wow. saying? Like, so I just feel like, bro, all I have to say is that I feel like if I can make it, not to not to make it about me, but I just feel like, man, if I can make it, anybody can make it. And the good thing about our God is he's not a respected person. So it's not like he's gonna do it for me and not for you. You know what I mean? Like, and so man, just just give your life to him. And and just every day, man, just know that he's 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 got the best for us, even even when the world doesn't seem like it, like it like right now, you know. But mm-hmm. God is still on the throne, and man, he's still he still got us. And so just rest in that. Amen. Amen. Well, we're wrapping it up, bro. We're up here on that between fifty, I think we're at fifty-seven, between sixty minutes right now. And I like to keep the podcast at that time. I think that's a good listening yeah, time. For sure. Bro, Mike, I thank you so much, man, for coming on this podcast. And I definitely want to have you back on because you are a person that needs to be heard. And Appreciate you that, are man. a person that your whole family, man, whenever, if you guys ever meet this person, if you guys ever meet Mike and his, and, and his wife and his son, they are just, uh, just bundles of joy. So if you want to reach out to them, Mike, where could our listeners email you or where can they find you? Do you have an Instagram? Do you have a Facebook? Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. You can uh, you can email me directly at bookmikeshelton at gmail.com. Again, like a book that you read, the name Mike and Shelton. That's, that's Shelton with a T, not a D. So bookmikeshelton at gmail.com. Um, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Arkansas Barber. Um, man, I'm going to tell y'all something too about Adam. And if y'all ain't never seen Adam, I want y'all to think about that dude that does it. I'm a classic man. <laughs> you can see me looking Bro, the first time I ever met Adam, I was sitting over at Tony's house, his brother. And I was like, is that, is that what's his name? Like, I'm over tripping. I keep looking at it. Jedediah. Yeah, Jedediah. Yeah, man. I thought that, I thought that's who you was the first time I met you. Hey, I'm going to tell y'all, Adam got the coldest hair in the game, man. Adam got that good hair. Got that good hair, boy. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Shout out to your wife, too, man. I want to shout out to your wife, too, man. Can't leave your wife out. Janelle, hey, and that's a good segue because Janelle will be on the next podcast next week. She's finishing up her final. So, hey. Hey, and y'all better listen. Make sure y'all tune into the next one because I'm going to tell y'all right now, women, our wives, they're going to give it to you real and they're going to say the stuff that we wouldn't. So if y'all want to know anything about Adam, get ready next the next the next episode because she's going to put it out there. <laughs> Definitely she will. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Mike Shelton, for yeah, coming man, on the show. Thank you for show. having me. Thank Jim, you, bro. Baby. 
Chill, baby, chill. <laughs> That will conclude this evening's entertainment.